You're listening to Civic from the San Francisco Public Press. On this edition, we'll hear from KXSF, our partner station on 102.5 FM in San Francisco, and explain how two radio stations share one frequency. More people have been discovering us, probably because they're at home, maybe working from home, and have been discovering KXSF, so our listenership is going up. When I got asked to be part of it, it was like a dream come true. It was a lot of fun, uh, and I'm still having fun. It's amazing. I, it's incredible. I was like, you know what? To new life. Let's go. <laughs> Radio time. <laughs> it's great. I'm Lila LaHood sitting in for Laura Wenis, and this is Civic. When you tune your radio to 102.5 on the FM dial in San Francisco, you might get public radio-style talk programming, or you might hear music from local artists. That's because there are two radio stations on this frequency, KSFP, Civics Radio Home, and KXSF. On this edition, we'll hear from Carolyn Caddy and Ellie Stokes, two DJs from KXSF, our partner station here on 102.5 FM in San Francisco. They'll talk about KXSF and their experience working with scores of volunteers who bring music and cultural programming to the airwaves and to the live stream at kxsf.fm 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Carolyn and and Ellie, thank you so much for joining me uh, here today. I really appreciate you being here for this conversation. Thank Thank you so much for having us. This is exciting. yeah, it is exciting. <laughs> so to start off, I would love to, let's explain how we're connected. So you're with KXSF, a project of San Francisco Community Radio, and I'm with KSFP, which is run by the San Francisco Public Press, where both organizations are 501c3 nonprofits, and both of our low-power FM stations broadcast on 102.5 FM in San Francisco. So, Carolyn, why don't we start with you? How do you explain this arrangement to people, and what exactly is a low-power FM radio station? So a low-power FM station is exactly what it says. It is low power. It is 100 watts, which is very minuscule compared to every other commercial radio station you would hear. But it does have um, broadcast range, and we can reach all of San Francisco, which is nice. We share a station because there's two nonprofits that qualified to have the license at 102.5, and we agreed to share the uh, frequency. So I tell them that KXSF is on from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and then we're on from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m., and they can tune in to us at 102.5 during those hours. Right, and then we both have uh, streaming stations 24 hours a day. Um, which which obviously gives much, much more airtime and, and a lot more content on both sides. Correct. So how would you describe the mission of KXSF and the range of shows that you broadcast? Well, our mission is to represent the voices of San Francisco because radio as it is doesn't really represent community voices. Co- uh, corporations have bought up all the radio stations and people locally get shut out. So we have opened our station to anyone in the community that wants to do a show, if they have an idea, something that represents them and their place in San Francisco. And what are some of the ideas that people have come to you with recently that that would be good for our listeners to know about? Oh, well, we have a lot of great shows. So 
one of my favorites is on Sunday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight. It's called Frequency Uplift, and it's about it's about um, community activism. And he brings in um, uh, Bob is the host, and he brings in community activists to speak about what they do. He plays politically edged music, world music, and um, ties that all in together. Always, a, always an important topic, and and even more so today with everything that's going on in the world. Definitely now, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Ellie, let me ask you. In, in, tell us about your show, uh, Smorgasbord, and how did you get started as a DJ? Oh yeah. Oh man. Well, <laughs> I I got started fairly recently. Um, I actually started in May on Mother's Day. Woohoo! Um, and uh, yeah, I actually I, I run an art and music collective called the Big Leap Collective, and um, while I was moving that to an online platform, I actually, uh, I, Guillermo, who was the co-program director, uh, was watching and he was like, hey, you should totally have a show on KXSF. Like, you have a great personality uh, for radio. It would be great to have a show. So uh, I said yes, because quarantine. I was like, I'd love to get involved with this. Um, I'm not doing anything else right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's how I got involved. Uh, but I, I guess I initially found out through the station um, with this cool show called the The Live Sessions that we do every Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. Um, I was in a band called Fantasy Spiders, and I played keys and sang backup in it. And that's actually how I first got involved. And um, since then, I got really turned on to the station and everything that KXSF did. And so when I got asked to be part of it, it was like a dream come true. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm still having fun. It's amazing. And and how amazing that you started this during the pandemic. Yeah, I, it's incredible. <laughs> I was like, you know what? To New life. Let's go. <laughs> Radio time. <laughs> it's great. Now, Carolyn, you have had a show for years. Tell tell us about your your weekly show. Um, well, my weekly show is on Tuesdays from noon until three p.m. It's a music show. It's um, mostly garage and punk and rock and whatever I feel like throwing in there. But and I've I've been on the San Francisco airwaves for thirty years since December of nineteen ninety. Before that, I did four years in Boston on the radio on WTBU. So I've been doing radio for a long time. 30 years in San Francisco. This is actually a good segue because I wanted to ask you about, um, to tell us some of the history of KXSF. Um, How did we get to where we are today? Well, we got to where uh, we are by USF, the University of San Francisco, shutting down a beloved radio station, KUSF. They were offered a large amount of money. They took it without any consideration for anyone else um, involved. And they just shut the station down. And remind it, me, what, what year was that? That was in 2011. <laughs> and how many people had been working on KUSF at the time? Um, wow, I don't know the exact answer to that. Probably about 80 students, so a lot, community members, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people were affected by this surprise decision. Yes, and what did, what did you do after that happened? Um, well, we tried to do a lot of things. Well, we tried to fight the sale, because you can do that through the FCC, where you say that it's not good for the community to sell the station. The FCC did not see our way on that, so they agreed to let the sale go. But at the same time we were doing that, we were setting up, um, in case we, you know, we didn't win, that we could get our own radio station. So we set up a nonprofit the next uh, month after the shutdown of the station. We 
um, set up an online station because we didn't have a broadcast license. And then when the FCC opened up the low power FM opportunity where you could apply to get a low power FM station, we applied for one. And of the people who were uh, originally involved with K KUSF, have have most of them uh, uh, did did most people stick it out and or are there a lot of new new voices and new faces involved with the organization today? There's mostly new voices and new faces because, mm -hmm. of course, you know, lawsuits and setting up a station requires a lot of work and a lot of time. And some people couldn't do it, didn't want to, got burned out. But there are a few core people that kept going and that's why we have the station today. Yeah, actually, I, th it's in, I think it's important to add, you, you are part of the leadership, you're a board member, the board secretary of San Francisco Community Radio. What, what has inspired you to, to stick with it through all these years? Well, I love radio, obviously, since I've been doing it for 34 years. So that is why I, I stuck with it. I love doing radio. Um, I feel that every community needs multiple community radio stations and unfortunately san francisco doesn't have too many mm -hmm. so that we could add another one seemed um like a great idea to me and it kept me going because i really felt like we should have as many community radio stations as we can get so we had the opportunity to get one and we and we went through it yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you even talk more about that. You know, you, you talked about community radio as a way to get more more voices on the airwaves. Um, what, what are what are other other ideas in this vein that that you think are important for people to to know about? And, and how do you find the new voices? Is, this, is it all do people come come to KXSF or do you do you have an outreach program? How do you find people and, and pull them in? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. We tell people, mm -hmm. yes, that we are looking for volunteers all the time. And if you want to get involved, please do. But like Ellie said, um, people reach out to people when they see or they hear interesting people doing interesting things. Would you like to have a radio show? It would be great to have, you know, your voice and on the airwaves. So a little of both. I love that. And Ellie, from your perspective, you know, when you when you got this invitation, um, did you, what, what crossed your mind and, and what did you think about getting involved, you know, with this organization? Well, uh, the first thing that crossed my, my crossed my mind was like, wow, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> like that's something I've always, you know, thought about doing and something that I've always been kind of interested in. And I've always, um, but since I found out about KXSF, like I've been listening to all the shows on there and Carolyn, your show too, is very inspiring for me to listen to and be like, wow, these are people who are making this happen and who really, you know, support, especially a lot of shows, the independent scene, um, especially here in the Bay area and beyond. And, um, I was like, I'm so happy that I'm going to be able to have a platform to support all these people, um, at an even greater level. Um, like in my shows, I, I mean, it's a smorgasbord. I like to call it an auditory buffet, <laughs> but, um, I like to, uh, I, I like to especially highlight, um, acts from the Bay area and independent musicians that I just meet. Um, and recently, I mean, a lot of it over social media because it's COVID and it's amazing though. Um, because yeah, so mostly I was like, I'm very happy that I get this opportunity to help people get their work out there and to really show people what I love. Um, and to really, I don't know, kind of represent myself in a way 
that I've never really explored before with music and putting that out there. So that was really cool for me. Yeah. So sp- speaking of, uh, you know, I know that the station broadcasts from Light Rail Studios in San Francisco and and Carolyn, you were used to doing all of this work from a physical location with a very large rotating cast of volunteers. How has that changed during the pandemic? What is happening there? What is happening remotely? Um, well, I think most of our shows are live. I know I go down to the studio and do the show live because... We're fortunate enough to have a little space where we have um, a separate entrance, so we don't we can um, keep socially distanced without having to worry about um, those kind of issues, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we can we are able to go down to our studio and do our shows live. And so, has anything changed in terms of the mechanics of of how you manage people coming in and coming out? Well, you know, there are rules about wearing masks and sanitizing all the equipment between um, shows and keeping six feet between people. Only There's a limited number of people that can come in and hang out at the studio and those kind of things. But the rules yeah. that everyone seems to have been getting used to in society. So, What have been some of the, the challenges you've encountered and how have your producers and DJs supported each other? fundraising was a big one um, because uh, I mean, I wasn't here for a lot of the benefit shows that happened uh, because, but we usually right. Carolyn, wasn't it one KXSF benefit show a month? That was pretty much our goal. Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. We we're on schedule for that. And you right. guys were, known, you guys were known for those shows and for just having this huge supportive community who would come out and, and contribute. So what are, what are you doing instead these days? Well, for quite a bit, we did like a soft, uh, very like kind of not not super pushy <laughs> fundraising campaign, uh, I think in June. And um, we were like asking people to make up for lost revenue. Um, we did. Uh, we had a lot of people respond, which is really cool. And um, listenership has gone up, including donations during this time, which is really great. I mean, of course, always looking for more donations to keep running. But um, we did a, a we did a campaign called the Plague Package that just ended where we had a um, of a local band do um belly fruit do like a like a vinyl um of like a a pressed vinyl of two songs and Mm -hmm. um if you donated forty dollars to the website uh or to kxsf then you'd get one of those um vinyls and you'd also get a hand-sewn kxsf mask and we'd mail it out to people um and so uh that that was something that we just did and um that brought in quite a lot of revenue which was really great but right now we're looking at other fundraising um, solutions and fun things to do despite, because I mean, this is going to last a while, <laughs> you know, right. we can't go to the monthly benefit show anytime soon, but um, we can just keep pushing and hoping and brainstorming. Um, and it's great. We have a lot of people who can uh, provide new perspectives and ideas. And it's really cool to just see what people come up with. And I'll also, also say that during uh, COVID, one of the up swings for us is that more people have been discovering us probably because they're at home maybe working from home and have been discovering kxsf so our listenership is going up and then people when they realize that you're just a nonprofit, all volunteer run no one at our station makes any salary mm-hmm. and pe- people um you know are happy to donate and keep supporting the station which is really really a nice thing that's exciting to hear that not only are more and more people discovering you, but that they want to support what you're doing. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll get back to this conversation with Ellie Stokes and Carolyn Ketty in just a moment. You've been listening to Civic from the San Francisco Public Press.
KSFP and the San Francisco Public Press are supported by listeners like you. Learn more about our membership program and join the public press at sfpublicpress.org slash donate. You can make a donation online or send a check to the San Francisco Public Press, 44 Page Street, Suite 504, San Francisco, California, 94102. Thank you, and thanks to the hundreds of other Public Press members who have made our work possible for 10 years. Let's hear more from Carolyn Caddy and Ellie Stokes about KXSF. For for people who are just learning about about the station, you know, I was I was looking at I was looking at your website, uh, which looks very nice, by the way. And it, it am I correct in saying it looks like there are about sixty shows, and and about a dozen or so of them have podcasts that people can listen to right on your website. Yeah, that sounds about right. The podcasts are just recordings of the show, so it's kind mm-hmm. of more of an archive. Mm-hmm. So after the show, someone puts up their show. So if you missed it. If you missed my show or Ellie's, you can go and check it out later. Yeah. To hear that your audience is growing and that you're getting more donations. I know you also have have sponsorships. You have a lot of local businesses who support what you're doing. Um, what what do you need right now? And what are what are your plans for the future? If if you're looking ahead six months or twelve months, what what do you see coming up down the line? Well, our biggest project that we're working on is to upgrade our antenna. Mm-hmm. Because low power, you have a limitation, but mm-hmm. we have a brilliant engineer named Bill who has kind of been brainstorming on some great antenna ideas. So I think that's going to be our next big project that we're working on. And of course, we'll need to raise some money for that, but um, that's in the works. And I th- think that's pretty exciting. That is exciting. And Bill Breck, is, uh, he's, he's, he's a great person to have on your team. He is. He's definitely. It's kind of like a mad genius, you know. He is. <laughs> totally is. You're like Bill. Can we do this? And he's like, Let me figure it out. And he. <laughs> you know, another thing I wanted to ask about. I know a lot of your DJs feature local musicians. What are you hearing from local musicians about um, what they're going through right now, and and what are you doing, perhaps, to either partner with them or support them in their work? Uh, Well, definitely for me, I've been in contact with a lot of local musicians, um, a lot of them which I've met, I mean, either through shows or now during COVID. And um, it's amazing because even if someone just gets a song played on their radio show, like I've had so many people be like, oh my God, like I'm going to be on the radio. Like this is so crazy. And to, you know, have them reach back out and be so excited about hearing it. And I don't know, it's it's just a really amazing moment. And uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of people are like, you know, we just need show opportunities. Like, you know, we want a chance to be interviewed, things like that. And it's been really great to get the chance to do that. Um, I'm trying to incorporate it more into my show. I've just started. I've I've been inspired by MJ, um, who does West of Twin Peaks Radio on Fridays. She has an act on every Friday. um, And it's just incredible to see. She records it over Zoom and puts it out there and I mean, I feel like just from also, I mean, I also do music just from a perspective of just like a musician's perspective. It's just amazing to get something out there, to be able to kind of put yourself out there, even if you're not as experienced and to have something that you can work off of, like a video or a, or a recording or a podcast or just to even be on the airwaves is a really special thing. Um, 
And we're also doing that more with uh, safely our, our live sessions from uh, 2 to 3 p.m. on Sundays. We're booking bands from all over the Bay Area who are coming in um, and uh, performing these hour-long sets. And we interview them and we film them and put them up uh, on our YouTube, on our Instagram, so they can get out there. And uh, that's been a really special opportunity, too. I feel like it's kind of a one-of-a-kind thing. Um because uh, usually, you know, bands have to pay for publicity like that and we provide it for free because it's it's very important to keep that in the community. Um, but yeah, especially like, you know, Carolyn mentioned with the podcast, it's it's really cool to be able to, I don't know, have an interview with a band or have them play a couple of songs live over Zoom on your show or something and then have them be able to go back and listen to it or their fans go back to listen to it and just share it with people. And also music fans reach out to me and say, I love, you know, this band that you've played, you know, someone uh, that they never heard. I would like to support them and then they can find ways to do it because they can't go see their show. They can't go buy their merch in person, but they can go find them online, find wherever, you know, they're selling their stuff and support the bands. So that's another thing. We're connecting music fans who are kind of feeling like they have, you know, no outlet either because they mm -hmm. can't go out to shows and see great bands. So they're meeting each other that way. Yeah. With radio, which is a nice, another nice perk. It sounds like you guys are both, you're in the midst of and helping foster a lot of community engagement, not only with your own organization, but with, with these musicians who could really use the support. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I and I love. I, I had noticed that you have quite a few videos on YouTube. So you know, we talk about uh, radio and podcasts, but video and Zoom, and this is really, this is a very much a multimedia initiative. And um, and and I, I, I imagine that you're seeing people uh, enter across a, a wide range of platforms and learning learning about what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's cool to see. I mean, you know, first and foremost, we are a radio station, but it's really cool to see this kind of evolving thing. Um, I don't know, <laughs> someone I really look up to or a station I look up to is KEXP, uh, and they do a lot of really great sessions. I'm sure you've seen them with musicians that come into town and play. Um, and it's really cool to be able to be part of a team like that and to make stuff happen. <laughs> and it's a, you know, a fun extra too, to have a visual effect or engage with people social and social media calling you on the phone just um having bands come in saying oh thanks for playing me yeah it's great it's a very it's a community thing which of course is we are a community radio station so nice so obviously listening listening to the station is the best way to follow what's going on with kxsf what are what are the other good ways for people to find out about events and know what's going on is it you know should it is it your newsletter is it social media is it all of the above where where would you like to direct people i would say number one go to the website kxsf.fm that has everything on there the schedule local businesses that support us that you could support for doing that to appreciate them um upcoming events interviews everything is listed on the website so that's a great way but of course we're also on facebook and instagram twitter and youtube so we're all over the place and is there anything that i haven't asked about that that you would like for people to know about what's going on with kxsf now and your you know you talked a little bit about plans for the, the future is there anything else you'd like to highlight well, I'd like to say that um, our DJs range from 
very young to senior citizens. So we have a wide range of people of ages working at the station, which is really great because you have uh, people that have been doing radio for a long time, teaching people who don't maybe not don't know what radio is, or they get very excited about it. So it's a cool thing that we have such a wide range of or age of people working at the station. Yeah, I, I agree. Adding on to that, it, I mean, I've learned so much from listening to all sorts of shows from, you know, people who have just joined to people who have been at KXSF, like since it was KUSF. Um, and especially uh, people representing like different sexualities, different ethnic groups, and really, you know, I, it's it's also it's not only a platform for music, but it's also a platform for I mean all sorts of expression. There's like political expression. There are people who are really just trying to make a difference in their community and in the world, and provide information just to so we can all be better people and work to be better allies um, to other people in our community. And it's it's really amazing. Like I learned so much by listening to these shows. And you know, again, it just it doesn't only have to be music. It's it's really really cool. And we are a very like diverse radio station and. There's just so much content <laughs> to go over. Um, it's it's really special. I love it. Yeah, we do broadcast in a bunch of different languages too. We have Brazilian, mm-hmm. we have Turkish, French, Italian, and German right now, and English, of course. But yeah, <laughs> I love that, and I I imagine that all that there are a lot of people out there who really appreciate having that locally produced content in in so many different languages. Yeah, it's really nice. I wanted to ask you, you know, you talk about community radio and reflecting what's going on in the community. How do you feel about our community these days? There's there's so much going on. What are, what are your feelings about San Francisco these days? Well, I love San Francisco. I'll always love San Francisco. And right now, you know, when the streets are empty and the bars and the clubs and the restaurants are all closed, it's a little depressing, but it's also kind of nice because you can just walk around the streets. There's not a lot of cars. And um, since I've been in San Francisco for 30 years, I know things renew. Mm-hmm. Something will happen. It kind of goes away. It comes back. So I'm looking forward to San Francisco renewing itself after all this pandemic stuff is done. Me too. Um, one thing for me is I've, I really, I think that we're amidst a really incredible artistic and cultural revolution. Um, definitely. I think that COVID in a way I've, I've seen, I've like known some people for years in the music, but or not, I don't want to call it a music business, I guess here it's more, it's a, it's more of a music community. I feel like in the Bay area and just arts community in general, and people are really trying to make the most out of the time they have now. And even though all of these places are closed and I, I hope that like venues can reopen again in restaurants and all of these fantastic local businesses, it's really incredible to see how artists persevere despite this and come up with creative ways to really get out there and to keep, keep on making music and being creative and doing what they do. Um, like, uh, for example, there are so many, you know, there are lots of street closures happening right now, but sometimes if you just walk around, there are people who just kind of start busking on the street. And it's, it's just this really lovely thing to see because, yeah, we're, we're in a pandemic and it's, it's horrible, but there are people still making the most out of it. And I feel like that's something, too, going back to KXSF, that is really amazing that we get to continue to broadcast during this time and highlight all of this. Yeah, I love what both of you said. And, you know, sometimes with these these challenges and obstacles, there really is inspiration for creativity and um, even stronger community. So, 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Ellie, Carolyn. I wanted to thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I, I really appreciate it. And um, we are happy to be uh, partnering with KXSF, uh, broadcasting with you on 102.5 FM in San Francisco. Great. Thank you thank so you. much, Lila. You're the best. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll say we are very happy to be with you guys as well. So totally. It's, it's been working great. It's a great It really has. It really has. And we we appreciate the partnership so much. It's it has it has worked out really well. And um I'm I'm glad we're able to do this and that and that um, you know, all things considered, we're we're all going strong. <laughs> yeah. You know it. <laughs> That was Ellie Stokes and Carolyn Ketty, DJs at KXSF from San Francisco Community Radio, on 102.5 FM and online at kxsf.fm. I'm Lila LaHood, and you've been listening to Civic. Civic is a production of the San Francisco Public Press. Our theme music is by John Dillon. Additional themes from the Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks for listening. Civic is underwritten in part by the San Francisco Foundation, which has been acting as a catalyst for change to build strong communities, foster civic leadership, and promote philanthropy in the San Francisco Bay Area since 1948. More at sff.org.